What's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of Life Too Seriously. My name is Dan Whitehead. This is my podcast. And this week, I have a little bit of a different styled episode for you because, well, for those of you listening to it relatively close to when it came out, you would know it was 4th of July this week, Thursday. And like many of you, I'm sure, I was living it up, having a good time. I actually got to bartend in my backyard, which was, which was really fun. Uh, came up with some good drinks to serve, and it was a big hit, so that was really fun. But uh, because of that, and because of the busy week, having family up and things like that, I did not record a new episode. However, luckily for you, dear listeners, I've had some episodes in the past of past um, attempts at a podcast, and therefore have a little bit of an archive of old episodes that still have a lot of value in them and as far as what we've talked about and what we were discussing and um, some of the thoughts we had. Uh, And so I thought, what better use for them than to fill in when I'm in a predicament like I am this week. Um, Next week, don't worry, we'll be back to fresh new episodes. Um, I'll be interviewing uh, the lead of my short film, um, if everything goes well, that is. And uh, that should be out for you next week, so look out for that. But for this week, um, this episode is about, um, or talks, I talk with, I should say, uh, my good friend Heather Stevenson. Um, She is someone who I met in late 2017 through the Dover Little Theater, something that for people that know me, um, I love working with and for and helping out at and doing a lot of their promo stuff for their shows and videos and photos and all kinds of good stuff. And um, we instantly hit it off. Um, We started working together. She does a lot of modeling and costume work and all that kind of stuff. She talks about it in our interview. Um, And uh, yeah, so we just hit it off instantly. We've shot a bunch of times, I think once more since... Uh, when this interview was recorded, but you know, for the most part, like I said, most of it is pretty relevant still. Um, her feelings, from what I can tell, haven't changed. My feelings certainly haven't changed. So um, there is something to look forward to there. Um, so I'm not going to make this intro too long. I'd rather just let the episode speak for itself. It it runs a little long. Um, I did cut it down from two hours and ten minutes to what it is now. So. You're welcome for that. (laughs) Um, It was all good stuff, but a lot of it was just me explaining what I was trying to do with the previous podcast, and it didn't make sense to leave it in there since that's not what it is anymore. Um, So without further ado, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the show, and I'll see you with a fresh new episode next week. Peace out. start with that five years minus however old you are now Mm. i was 18 17 no i was um i was 20 i believe because i remember turning maybe i was 21 excuse me oh gosh i keep touching this thing it's okay um i think i think i was either 20 or 21 no Mm. i was Please. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe 19, 20. How old are you now? I'm 23. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. five years ago would have been 18. I was not 18. I was definitely not 18. I definitely okay. remember that. Um, I was 18 when I left home. I had just turned 18 when I left home. Like days after I turned 18, I, was, I left home. Um, and then I was there for a year and a half. So yeah, I must have been like 19. Mm-hmm. Maybe I turned 20 when I was at lab. I don't even... I'm so old. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I am though. Um, for the industry I am, which always makes me flabbergasted. And people are like, do you want to shoot? And I'm like, that just means that you're, you know, what's what's going on? Like, Why do you say you're too old for the industry? In what industry? Oh, modeling industry. If you're, you're too old for 20, at 23? Yeah, for modeling industry. Really? Definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah. For anything that's like super... Unless you're, you make it a big name and you can just be a model the rest of your life, like Kate Moss or something. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, they don't want you after a certain age. They want mm. extremely young. Like, I've already got too many wrinkles for their fine f- photographs to pick up. Like, even though they Photoshop everybody anyway. Yeah. So, like, what's really the point? You know what sure. I mean? Sure, yeah. But, like, you know, I've got, like, one little line right here. It's a mm-hmm. little bit too pronounced when I move my face at all. Mm-hmm. So, you can't, you can't use me. I am way too old. Also, I'm way too short and way too, uh, how do I put this? Um, I'm not emaciated enough for, for industry. You know what I mean? Yes. So, uh, yeah, no. So it's kind of funny. People are like, yeah, let's totally shoot. You look pretty. And I'm like, uh, we're not industry here. So, but it's also, I feel like there is a kind of a shift happening. Um, definitely not on runway, but mm-hmm. other places. Well, I mean, you know, it, um, on your Instagram and stuff, you post so many different types of shoots that it seems like you get Maybe not. We'll call. We won't call it work because I don't know how much of it is paid. But <laughs> gigs where it seems like highly professional and like you were in that um, magazine, which is slipping my mind the name of it. I am Zane magazine. There you go. Multiple times, right? Twice at least. Three times. Three times. Once, Three times. Once on the cover. Yeah, I got it. Um, once Sweeney on the Todd. cover. Yes. Oh, I can't stop thinking about it. That's actually As still you're stuck playing in my with head. your bracelet there. Ooh, it's 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 hitting me hard. It's pretty bad. The farther I get, the farther I get away from it in time, like the more it's like in my head, and I'm like, but why? Like, yeah, that's why did why did it mean so much to you? Uh, in the arms of the angels. Um, <laughs> that's a that's a really broad question. Why did it mean so much to me? I think you've told me before. It just it just means everything. Um. And the show specifically or just being back doing a show? The show specifically um, and doing the show and and being with theater people again and being able to. Um, uh, the, there's something extremely. Um, sometimes it's, it's kind of insidious to be to be on stage and to be working with people because you, as an actor, you're on stage, you're mm-hmm. seen and you're heard. And there's something slightly self-masturbatory about that. And it's something that I couldn't get into at the time. And now I wish I had, I did more, but I was like, I was so terrified of everything. And it was like, so wildly like scary. And I I just felt like I wasn't, you know, I I felt like I was kind of scrambling and drowning a lot of the times. Um, But also I got to put work in as far as costumes, which is I had never done anything that big before. And Mm -hmm. it was terrifying and scary. And a lot was riding on me. And I felt so much pressure all the time and and then there was the actual character which we actually changed the, the character of toby from the original um storyline mm-hmm. and and it's a character that he, I, I felt kind of the same which you have to be this like happy peppy i'm here for everybody everything's great sell something or else you die little boy you know kind of a thing um 
mixed with uh, kind of being a doormat, also mixed with, with falling in love with people and falling into too much trust with people and, uh, you know, finding yourself at this point where you have to make choices and, 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 and becoming something. And once again, losing your sense of self. And, um, there was, there, I could like pick it apart piece by piece and go through it, but like, I'm just trying to give you something a bridge and now it's getting too confusing. But anyways, <laughs> that's that. Um, as far as let's go back to the commercial kid real quick. Sure. Uh, it's another character that, uh, it's a little, well, not quite as uh, insidious as Toby. Um, I keep using that word, but it's a good word. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. underneath your skin. You don't quite know it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you feel it all the time there waiting, ready the knife uh, <laughs> uh the commercial kid is i do get a lot of like random gigs and stuff and like mm-hmm. sometimes i get paid which is really fun and cool of course and then a lot of, and then a lot of times i don't because we're all poor and we all want to make a buck and it's kind of interesting where it's just kind of like some people you can tell where you're getting um unfairly treated and you wonder like why would you do that if you want this to be your profession and you want to work with people professionally because if you mistreat people and then you know, people are going to come back to you. Mm-hmm. You have it's to word of mouth and all that. It is word of mouth. This industry, everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's you got to be careful where you step, how you step, what you do. You got to stay professional. Yeah. Um, people use it as a dating platform sometimes, especially like and and it's like and it's kind of irritating when that happens because you're like, I came here to work, and you can see by my portfolio, I'm here to work, and I'm willing to work, and I want to create really intricate costumes or mm-hmm. not only that they're not like, they're not the greatest but like sometimes when the camera gets the right angle they look great you know what i mean <laughs> um so uh with all this work it, it, it's fun to kind of take these different roles and go to different places but also these gigs sometimes i'll bring like eight costumes and we'll have different backdrops or like head to a different spot of like the room or outside and it looks like it's a bunch of shoots all pulled into one but it's not <laughs> which is great um so being able to get a lot of bulk done at once is good because mm-hmm. then you just have stuff you can go back on i'm waiting for a couple of photographers to like get their they, they have like the the proofs but not like the edits and i'm like when can i get those edits in because i have a lot of i haven't done a new work in a while now it's been cold yeah. please give me my edits let me let me ask you this i was thinking of this um while you were speaking I was listening though too. I don't want you. No, to I know that. you always have like questions and things in your head. I'm always like, I know that whenever I get done talking, there'll always be something. I've always can go back to you because there'll always be something on Dan's side. Yeah, I mean, I, I try. I, I hate to be like, yeah, well, that's it. That's all I got. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, you came here. I'd like to at least talk for an hour, but I don't want to force it either. But anyway, um, I was gonna ask, and any question I ask, obviously, don't feel like you have to answer. But essentially, um. Whenever we've done shoots together, we've done, I think, two or three mm-hmm. um, now. I always ask you or you'll say, what What should I wear? What should I wear? Whatever. And I think I always say like normal or just like yourself or something. And I think you absolutely hate that. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. But you're always just like, OK, you know, like kinda, <laughs> because I think you're always just kind of like, well, what does it mean to be me? You know, and like so I don't know if you could like speak on that a little bit and kind of like, you know, what it is to be showing up in let's quote quote unquote normal attire versus coming in with a costume whether it be pennywise catwoman a um fifth element oh yeah cosplay too i'm sorry yeah hey guys (laughs) (laughs) um just and just kind of like you know what that what that kind of difference is and which one do you maybe prefer or all that kind of stuff that's interesting you say that because like i said there was a um maybe i didn't tell you no i was telling kate i was just talking to my other friend Mm -hmm. like um there's a photographer that actually just reached out to me. And last time we did a shoot, it was a paid shoot. Mm-hmm. And I brought like 
five costumes. He had never worked with people with like avant-garde and crazy makeup and clown stuff. Like he was like, I have never done anything like this. Like what? Ah, this is cool. But like, whoa. And then he kind of he got back to me. and He's just like, I'm kind of looking at some of your stuff where you have like less makeup and you like have like more of the normal. Like, I probably was posted one of your photographs and people like lose their minds over your photo photographs. So like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah. And um, and he's like, I want to shoot you just like as you as you that like that phrase you as you and I'm like, uh, okay, buddy. But like I know what he meant. He meant like um more natural looking, sure. you know, just my face. And I think it comes from a deep sense of insecurity, like um a lot of models do. Mm -hmm. And you know, I think it comes from like not being comfortable in my own skin, literally ever. So I, it feels it feels like I'm, I'm this raw, naked, disgusting thing covered in like, you know, caked in feces. I feel this weird sense of just like it's exposing. It's it's this awful sense of something. Um, and and at the same time, it feels like a mask because like, what what am I really? I'm 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 I want to be, you know, bursting with ideas at all times that I want to put those out into the universe and let people see them and and make them, you know, have this idea where it's like I'm not, a, you know, necessarily like the, i don't want to be showing any human side because that's it's a vulnerability or something you know so being able to to shoot and i've been shooting you like it's easy to shoot with you because i'm comfortable with you but at the same time mm -hmm. it's like it's like oh yeah be natural i'm like what what is what is natural like what do what do models do and i get i get this like righteous sense of anger because whenever i see a model and i go through their portfolio and it's like it's always like the same like the same face, kind of like mm -hmm. slightly bored looking, mouth kind of open, mm -hmm. kind of like, uh, and it's like, I, I get like uh, irrationally angry. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, do something, like like twist, bend backwards, do something wild. You know, <laughs> I, I want to see what's inside and I, I want to show that. And I think that that comes from insecurity where it's like, I can't show myself to people or, yeah. you know, if I do show myself to people, my, you know, my real self must be this artistic thing. And being able to like, kind of like go back to, um, okay no no makeup face it's like i don't know i it, it brings me back to that's like this weird freudian childhood sense of self and it's 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 uncomfortable to see yourself so plainly it's it's like watching yourself in a film i feel like maybe like it, it, did you get that way like you can't watch yourself yeah okay. yeah i mean yeah i don't i don't do a whole lot of acting especially in the last few years i do it if it's something silly um where i can kind of just have fun with it um, I especially don't like to watch myself be serious. By the way, that's beautiful. Oh, the really close up one? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. With yeah. the eyes. Was that, um, did you guys go to the beach the day after mm -hmm. our birthday? Or was uh, it... Maybe a few days after. We've we've gone a few times in the last like month or two. That's awesome. Like you guys just go into super cold? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do have you to... hate it? <laughs> no, well, I'll, first I'll say you'll have to come sometime because it's a good time. I want to, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, the, the thing about the cold is obviously like you're at the beach. It just feels weird to be like, why am I freezing at the beach? Mm -hmm. Um, but it's nice because it's not super crowded, yeah. um, to walk around and stuff. You win some, you lose some. Yeah. Right. So it's kind of like a, a, a trade-off, but, um, it's getting a little bit warmer, but one night we went there and like Aaron and Meg's sister went and it was so cold it was just like why are we out here <laughs> you know like we made it we drove but it was like we drove two hours we're gonna stand on the fucking beach you know for yeah. few, at least a few minutes um and then we were like it's it, that's like her real passion isn't it she loves the beach yeah she wants to live in north carolina or one of the carolina south carolina okay. <laughs> whatever yes i know that's where you came from right mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so you were so you lived there up until you moved right that was the only place um 
Then it was Utah. Now it's here. Yeah. So you moved to Utah next. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Okay. How long were you there? Um, almost two years. Okay. And yeah. that was the 19, 18 to 19 part? Mm -hmm. See, that's what I was confused. I didn't realize you did the Utah thing. That's why I kept thinking like, oh, you just moved right from North, Car North Carolina to... South Carolina. South Carolina Close to enough. here. Uh, one of the Carolinas. Yeah. Um, to here five years ago. And that's why I was like, well, you were 18. You were 18. But then I didn't realize there was the Utah part. No, nah. nah, that was a, that's a, oh, that's like a lot of story. That's a whole nother like three podcasts <laughs> talking about Utah. Yeah. That was cool. I'm going to go visit again after my semester's ended. I'm going to go out there, fly out there, see my family, and that'll be fun. But what's even better than seeing my family is seeing my friends. So I'm excited. Nice, nice. My haunted yeah. house people. Your haunted house people. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, my aunt lives out there. She lives in uh, near Park City. Okay. Nice yeah. place. Like where the Sundance Film Festival is and stuff. She always wants me to go out there, but it's like, one, I don't have money. And two, <laughs> it's super crowded. And like, I feel like I wouldn't. What's super crowded? Utah? the sundance film festival oh it's so like it used to be kind of like niche and like only like select people went and like the true know, hipsters kind of yeah and then now it's just like become so commercialized and like oh if your movie's in sundance it's like you're really something you know kind of thing um and so like I, I enjoy south by southwest a little bit more i've only gone one time but it's really just a lot of fun in the city of austin is really fantastic so Texas? Austin, Texas, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what's nice about it is like we went in like right around this time, um, two years ago. And um, it was like super warm. Like I wore shorts the whole week. You know what I mean? Like you go <sighs> to Utah in January and you're like freezing your ass off. So mm -hmm. it's like, why is this fun just to stand outside and watch movies where it wasn't so bad to wait in line in Texas? It wasn't ever, you know, I, I never felt like I was just like dying of heat either. So it was, it was nice. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about, um, a bit of like what brought you into the world of costume making, which I know is probably, oh. I'm sure any question I ask you is probably going to be like a long winded answer. Oh man. <laughs> so maybe, maybe the spark notes version, unless you want to go into it I'll, and I'll sit here and listen, but. Cause I feel like a lot of the stuff you ask me questions about, I don't even have a real answer and I just give you stuff you, that I think you want to hear, which is like a human thing to do. But at the same time, it's like, what do I really want? I don't ever know. Who mm -hmm. knows? Not me. Mm. You know, so I got into the whole costume thing. Well, I guess this is the pretty abridged version because I always forget why I do things too. So one of the reasons is because like, you know, I've always liked cosplay and crap like that. Mm -hmm. So a um, couple years ago, yeah, a couple years ago in October, I had uh, I had met these people on the street and they were wearing like this one girl's wearing Harley Quinn and she had just come out and, like Devony was with me and Devony was wanted to do Harley Quinn. And I was like, oh, my gosh, Devony, look, we got to go chase down this girl in Morristown because holy there she is. And so we're like, oh, my gosh, who are you guys? And they're like, oh, we're Superheroes Unlimited. Meet us tomorrow. And we're like, we'll talk about working with us. And I was like, OK, like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so then I started working with them and the guy um, I've already said name, so I can't say anything else. Can I? I don't know if they're going to hear this or not. Whatever. Like, I'm not signed on to them anymore. But um, I started working with them and it was all going really pretty okay. And I was like going to conventions with them and I had just lost my job. I, they, you know, they got me a job at Jordy. Um, so I was like really, really appreciative. Mm -hmm. And uh, well, I can just like stick to the costume. I'll just say anything negative or positive for that matter. I can just do whatever I want to do. Sorry, I like, I'm getting, I'm getting to like a lot of trouble recently for like not keeping my mouth shut about mm -hmm. a lot of things. So mm -hmm. talking is dangerous always. Um, but 
so as they started having like they were like hey wear this costume and i was like well what if i like make my own costume because like what if i want to be the joker or what if i want to do xyz mm-hmm. so i started making my own stuff and i was like oh wow can actually i can sew stuff like i can i can do this this is pretty yeah like i got this mm-hmm. so i started made, i made a few cosplays and then um it exploded into they're like hey come do sweeney and i was like oh shit um so i did sweeney and then pennywise was in the middle of sweeney and mm-hmm. that was a nightmare on wheels but then i made money i finally sold I that uh the tattoo uh gift card oh yeah that's I right i'm so happy finally I remember um, you won that yeah oh my gosh that was like that was the worst it was like karma god was like you're being punished for doing frivolous things with your life and i was like i know i know i know um and then uh i just you know i started working with Kristen because i've been trying to chase i chased her down for a few, couple of years there mm-hmm. and then i got to start working with her and it's just like it's 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 like drugs it's like there's something about it it's so intoxicating mm-hmm. and you need it and it's this craving and i i have to do it. and i was working at jordy and so every day i had like my grubby little gremlin paws all over these <laughs> rhinestones and beads and flowers and lace and all this beautiful velvet and i just wanted to eat it and you know just talking that it gets me so excited um so and then i i, I started getting more interested in like um well, what if i could do hamlet and hamlet was like i wanted to do hamlet so bad and um then i messed that up too but um <laughs> you know so i'm finishing up the costumes for hamlet and then i'm gonna be moving on to i my school has like a fashion show it's going to be something. And then after that, I want to try to, I've, I found like a place in New York City where I could do my own, I could put my own um, runway stuff in there for like only $100. And I could just like, it's like a little charity event. It's fun. It's cute. But like, I could put my own stuff in there. And like, I've got these ideas I want to do. I want to do something called a confectionery clown where it's like based on like sugars and sweets and 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 Dorian, the picture of portrait of Dorian Gray and Baroque mm-hmm. stuff and Marie Antoinette and Rococo and this 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 over opulence of 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 just like imagine just like a just so much sugar and, and extraness and and nothing is substantial. It's it's all cotton candy and uh, um one of my favorite lines from the Joker, sentimental candy floss. That's right. Maybe I should rename it Sentimental Candy Floss instead of Confectionary Clown. It's basically the same thing. Can I, like, you know. But, um, yeah, the Pay one for school. homage to it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just, I could, we could also do five podcasts about how much I love the Joker mm. and all the different, we'll, we'll maybe get into that later, okay? Yeah. Um, however, yeah, so, like, the, so now I'm trying to do fashion stuff, which is, like, in school, all the fashion kids since they've never been in the industry and they've, you know, they've never been a part of it, they have this uh, this preconceived notion in their head that you have to be a certain way and that you have to be mean and cut other people down because, like, they're just kids, you know? Like, they're 18, 19, 20, whatever, and, like, they, they, they're they insecure, whatever. They have their own things going on. I understand. And, like, a lot of them are a lot smarter than me as far as book smart, but, like, as far as, like, when you're in the actual industry, yeah, you have a lot of jackasses. You have a lot of unpleasant people, but for the most part, you know, Talent respects talent Mm -hmm. and you act nice to pretty much everybody because you don't know who's going to be a contact in the future. These kids don't know that yet, you know, so they think that it's so that it's like normal to like bring people down. And I I, I showed up at the fashion fashion week or fashion, no fashion club or whatever. And I was like, hi, I'm really excited. I've done. And I kind of listed all of my stuff, which is like a pretty hefty amount for someone who's done never done fashion. You know, I've got like these fashion shows under my belt i've done this show and that show and i've done all these things and i was involved in this and i do um stuff for editorial shoots you know like i've got a hefty amount and i I collect historical garments from the 18 like whatever it is like it's not the most it's not the most impressive but you know i got a little something you know i got a little credit on my no um i like to think that i do and and these people are like 
yeah like if you like ever do costumes you'll that's never fashion it's not the same thing and i'm kind of thinking you're like how wrong can you possibly be have you seen alexander mcqueen those are basically costume pieces couture is exaggerated fashion costumes are exaggerated fashion sure it's the same thing you know fashion is fashion the way that things even a normal plain white t-shirt that is fashion you can't Mm -hmm. just discount that just because it's not michael kors right and and these people do and all they can see is a brand name they don't see and even when i'm in fashion construction the kids are all talking about um all the things that they do in the fashion world, it's always connected to a brand name. It's never to their own ideas. And whenever they create their own ideas, you know, it's connected to something else. Like, oh, yeah, I wanted to look like Balenciaga. And it's like, yeah, me too. But like, you know, sometimes it's okay if you have an idea and it's costumey. So mm-hmm. it's fun and elitist. And, you know, some of them get it. The ones that are like in it or they kind of get it, they're like, yeah, like, you know, that's cool. Do your thing. Like that's fashion. Fashion is whatever right. the hell you want it to be. And the teachers are the same way because a lot of them have worked in the industry. And then some of these kids come in with their elitist bullshit. And I'm like, you can't be that way. Yeah. It's never going to get you anywhere, you know? And it comes from a place of fear. And I understand that because I came from a place of fear when I first got in there. But I was also just kind of like, I also need to learn so I'm not scared anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is like the same thing is happening now. But it's like, it's, I feel like there's a different flavor. I feel like I've come in and since I'm not wearing Kate, I'm not holding a Kate Spade bag and wearing like, um. What are the shoes the kids are wearing these days? I don't I don't know the brands, but you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Like, if you're not wearing athleisure, then, like, where are you really? And it's like, I'm saving my money so that I can buy a bunch of velvet to create a fashion line. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. Like, um, so, oh, man, I think you're trash talking. That's I'm coming from a bad place right now, too, come to think of it. I'm just trash talking these people. I'm confused as to why I was greeted with um, exclusivity. There you go. <laughs> we just paraphrase that. Yeah. Um, so that's why I got into costumes because I, oh, another reason is like, I love it because it tells stories. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the characters all cosplay. Some of them I'm not quite so attached to, or at least I'll tell people myself or my, you know, that I'm not attached to it. But like, I, I do put on these characters because I have a, a connection with them and I, I feel something about a certain way about them. And um, it, it tells a story and I love that it tells a story and I'm interested in these stories and I love working with other people when I'm able to like make a piece for a shoot and then I get to wear it and work with it and like be with other people or have it on somebody else like other models mm-hmm. it's it's amazing I get to connect with people and have this story and we create this dialogue or this monologue depending on what's going on and, and it's really cool I want to I still want to do a Sweeney shoot I'm I still want to do one but was my one of the theater not good enough for you uh, oh it was too good <laughs> It was too good. I want to yeah. keep going. So if I want to do, like I said, monologue, like I want to have a monologue where I can just get me out and maybe that can get the ghosts out. And But it, God knows it won't. Um, I'll just have more and more and more, you know. Anyway, um, I digress. That is that is why. So I wonder, you know, like the the Catwoman one keeps coming to mind and only because... And, and Pennywise, because they have very specific, like, textures to them that, like, people know. Like, for example, um, the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman costume is, like, made of leather. And in the movie, she's cut, I think, like, a leather jacket or something, right, to make it and stitching it and stuff. So where does, like, where do you begin with something like that? I mean, like, to just look at a picture and go, oh, if, like, especially if you didn't know what they made, like, used. Obviously, again, with the Catwoman costume, you know, okay, it's a leather-based thing or something like that to look like leather 
But with Pennywise, it's not like they're flat out showing, like they didn't show you him making his costume, I don't think, right? So where does, where do you begin to just go, oh, I know how to do this, or I know what this material is, or, you know, whatever. You don't. Um, <laughs> there was like almost, it was September, there were almost no good pictures of Pennywise on the internet. We mm -hmm. had snippets of him. Right. We had little pieces and at first, I was convinced that they were, Pennywise was going to be a girl this time. And I was so mm. excited. I was like, oh, they're going to use girl clown. Oh, but I mean, if we think about it, Pennywise actually is truly in the in the word, uh, an alien mm -hmm. that reproduces, I believe, asexually. I think um, so. Yeah. Or, or it was a girl or something. It's spider thing. Like, I'm sorry if these are spoilers to anyone who, you know, this has been out for what? Almost half a century. I don't care. <laughs> um, anyway. So uh, with Pennywise, like, and how to look at these things, well, Michelle Pfeiffer, looking at her, usually what people would do is they kind of look at what other people have done first, people that are, like, innovators and, on, and, like, kind of put their work on the internet and say, this is how you do it, here's a tutorial, which I should really do more often, but I don't, because um, I'm just really dumb sometimes and I forget it's out there, and I'm like, I'm so lost and alone, there's no help for me ever, and I'm never going to be able to do this. <laughs> and I get really uppity about it, like, really uppity. Um, so what I did for, I can just say for Catwoman, I looked up her, how they made it and mm -hmm. they made like for the stunt people and for Michelle Pfeiffer, I think over 70 suits, some of them wow. were, and most of them were latex, like all of her hero shots, all latex and mm. they molded it to her body. They took a mold of her body and made the suit on top of that. And I'm like, well, that, that that's great, but <laughs> yeah, I can't afford latex. Little do I know how to work with it either. Right. Or to make a mold of yourself. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. that's not happening. So I did the next best thing, which was vinyl. Mm -hmm. And so I got, found a stretchy vinyl. I went to, I actually like, <laughs> this was like a Mecca trip for me. It was like, I get so overly sentimental about a lot of things, especially costumes I make. And like, I get into it and, uh, it's, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I attach too much emotion to things, which I need to start compartmentalizing. And when I do compartmentalize, it's too unhealthy. So, you mm -hmm. know, like, anyways, for her, I made this Mecca out to New York City. Mm -hmm. I went to Spandex House because I saw online they had stretchy vinyl. I don't believe them, though. Like, you can, I don't, I don't believe it. So I had to go there. And, you know, immediately when you walk into Spandex House, it's this gigantic, like, place and it's nothing is like it's organized but like it doesn't seem like it It just seems like a grimy little fabric store in the middle of new york city right um i mean it's pretty big for new york city to be honest because real estate but you know if some single company be like, basically they're like get your stuff and get out there's too many people in here you look like an art some sort of stupid art student from fit i've seen your type get out you know and so immediately they're like what do you need and i'm <laughs> like um uh i just was you know wondering if the vinyl you guys have is stretchy and they're like yes it is and the guy like walks away and I'm like, oh shit. Um, and so I'm like, what do I do? And then he kind of comes back with like a whole roll in his hand. He's like, look, see, it's stretchy. See, and I'm like, is it four way? He's like, yes. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, okay, like a yard and a half, please. And so that's where I got hers from. And it was so magically easy to work with. Mm -hmm. It was so, so nice. Like, yes, it's vinyl and it's stretchy and it's a pain in the ass, but like it worked, you know, like I got it. Mm -hmm. um, I've also recently sprayed bug spray on her. So now she's lost some of her shine, which sucks. But I was also out in the, you know, the trees in the woods. So I'm about to make another one, but that's okay. For Pennywise, like I said, there was nothing out there. I didn't know how to start it. I had no pattern. I didn't know what to do. I was like, well, what the, what the hell is this clown? I couldn't tell if he was wearing shorts or pants or a skirt or a dress or a what or a this or a that or what the textures were. But I know that I did have something that could look slightly like it. Mm -hmm. And so you just kind of fudge it until you get there. So I had a ton of... um wedding dress scraps that Kristen had given me and I just took all that satiny white material slapped it all together I had like a vintage I, 
This is so bad. I think it was a vintage 1800s um, petticoat. Mm. And I cut it up. I cut it up for the arms and the legs. It looks great. A petticoat to make Pennywise. A petticoat to make Pennywise. It looks fantastic. It's a beautiful texture. It adds so much layers. If I didn't have that, I wouldn't have Pennywise. Mm -hmm. And then I just like sprayed it with a ton of um, fabric spray paint, basically, and made it look all dirty and dingy and nasty. And I didn't use all the right materials. I didn't have like the... He his his collar is this beautiful silk chiffon. See, I get that voice. I'm like I'm like literally want to like make love to these costumes. Um, and did you see? Did you watch it? The movie? Yeah. No, I haven't seen it yet. It's it's beautiful. So on the back of, for Bill Skarsgård, they've got like well, you guys can't even see me, but it's fine. On the back on his spine is this gorgeous laced up corseted sort of a, a detail, which is obviously hiding probably like a zipper or something, so mm -hmm. he can get in and out of his costume. Right. And I remember seeing it, like you see maybe a glimpse of it in the movie and not even a good glimpse. I remember seeing it in the movie and just like gasping because it was so, it's such a beautiful detail. And um, yeah, so like I saw that costume and of course I needed to like eat it. So I, I was willing to make it. And I, you know the story. When I first saw it, I like put a picture on Instagram and I was like, LOL, look at, look at Pennywise. Immediately people wanted to shoot Pennywise. And I was like, I don't have a, what makes you guys think I have a costume? Because I put up a picture right. and I've said like pretty much no to everybody. I was like, no. And then the guy who does my teeth. I was like, hey, Heather, uh, horror show. the um the Your fake teeth. Yeah, my fake teeth. Right. Um, not the real ones. Sorry, guys. Yeah, not um, the dentist, right? Um, you saw on my Instagram, I just got my Pennywise eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um, it took seven months to get my Pennywise eyes. That's okay. But uh, yeah. And so I was like, well, what do I? He's like, okay, five days is going to be the, the convention. Will you come out as Pennywise with your Pennywise costume? And I'm like. Jack, I don't have a Pennywise costume, but I'll do anything for you. And so I immediately got my my crap together, put down Sweeney for a second, made Pennywise and got out there. And it was like, you know, it's kind of a crappy. If you look at it, nothing's hemmed. Everything's mm -hmm. kind of falling apart. It's like ripping. And it's all it's super dirty because I crawled around in like bat guano, like literally bat guano at one point. And I was like, this is what my life is, but I'm getting paid. You know how it goes. Sure. Um, but uh, yeah, now it has like a lot of lot of character to it and I, now that I, I can actually you can actually see the costume because like official stuff has come out now and people are able to see it on display and things like that there are actual detailed pictures I'm like oh I did everything so wrong but um so that's how I went from like you know you go from a picture to um the actual the actual thing which doesn't really tell you a whole lot I'm sorry no like, it answered it okay yeah, yeah. I kind of like rambled I was like so this is why I like costumes um and yeah. that's textures it I, yeah, I saw you did. What's the character from Fifth Element? What's her name? Lilu. Lilu. Yeah, I saw you did that. I saw you like the progression of that, and you were doing what looked like what they would call like test shots of it of like walking around. And I just like thought I thought that was really cool. And then you had to find the wig, I guess, right? And um, but I didn't. That thing was five dollars, and it was a nightmare. And so I had to sit there and and burn the hair into the dreadlocks, and then I had to spray paint all the colors onto it. And it so it was, wasn't that was orange nice. when you bought it. It was extremely orange. It was oh. it was bad. It was like a uh, a really cheap go go looking thing. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, I think that came out really well, and I think that's really Thanks. cool. You're welcome. Um, but I'm wondering what what's one costume that you're kind of like I really wish I, I could make, or like that you're like dying to make. Do you have something that you're is like your dream costume? <sighs> Immediately, the first words that are um, kind of perched on my chin is joker i'd love to do an okay looking joker but i know i'll never like my own joker because my own body type is not joker mm -hmm. and i'm not joker and my face is a round happy ball it's not right. you know terrifying the long chin yeah, yeah. I, I don't have that going on um but uh i've always thought it'd be so fun to do danny devito penguin 
Mm. Yes. I need to walk around a convention one day and no one knows it's me. Yeah. And and no one is sitting there saying, oh, yeah, do a sexy pose for this. I want one day where I just get to be this disgusting penguin man and <laughs> waddle around in a fat suit with a huge nose and yeah. just like it just like at people. Yeah. And no one knows. I think it would be great. Um, so I don't know. There's there's that. And as far as like actual dream cosplays, I mean, I've got like two animes that I can think about. That, that are like my only two animes I'd ever want to do. One is Cheza from Wolf's Reign. We won't get into that. And one is um, Eureka from Eureka 7. Okay. I, I'm not an anime you know, person. I'm not so. either, but I remember being a kid, I was. Yeah, I never was. And I thought that they were pretty, they were pretty sick. And mm-hmm. I was like, if I could ever cosplay, I would do that. Um, but as far as everything else, what am I, I'm sure I was thinking about doing Ivy next, just because I already have two of the Gotham City Sirens. Like, why not just complete the set? Mm-hmm. Um, would you do it for yourself or would you want to do it with somebody that's more quote unquote poison ivy-ish? You mean Devony? Uh, anybody. I'm just asking. Uh, to me, if I was going to pick her for one of them, I would put her as Harley. She's pretty delightful. She's a good Harley. On, literally only because of the blonde hair. Yeah. Selena has blonde hair. That's true. But I'm just thinking like. Like you see, seeing it, because Catwoman, obviously you put the mask on anybody, it doesn't matter what hair, you know. Um, but with the now new kind of like, because they got rid of like the jester costume, unfortunately, for Harley, they have this like pigtail-like look. Mm-hmm. That would be the one that I could see her doing of the like Gotham City Sirens. Yeah. Poison Ivy, I just feel like either needs to have a really convincing wig of red hair or it has to be red hair, yeah. you know, or somebody with red hair. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I would be doing Ivy for, uh, probably just for me, just so I can have it in my closet and pull it out whenever I need to. And then if I need to, if I want to have all the girls out, I'll just like grab Devony and some other girl that's like around, you know, me size and we'll just slap some costumes on ourselves and run around. Um, and then we could have the three Gotham City Sirens. I think it'd be a cute shoot one day, Yeah, you know, and it's like, I could do either a classic looking Ivy. I've done, I've done like a classic Catwoman. I've done a classic Harley. And I'm thinking maybe if it did Ivy, I would do something like super interesting and weird and like me style and just like. We look probably like a fairy, to be honest, but mm-hmm. she kind of looks like a fairy. Yeah. So which, um, what classic Catwoman do you have? You have like the gray suit? No, I mean like classic as in like Michelle Pfeiffer. Like oh, she's oh, an oh. actual conceptualized and um, produced Catwoman. Gotcha. So then um, would you ever do like a Batman? I guess Batman would be kind of hard, wouldn't it? I would love to do Batman. I'm, are you kidding? I'd have like a little muscle suit. I'd be like the shortest Batman on earth. I've, <laughs> I thought about that too. I was like, I remember thinking about Penguin. I was like, but you could also be this like Batman. And just like, maybe there's a Batman where his whole face is covered. And that way people don't see that I have a tiny little girl face. And mm-hmm. um, that they'll just see this, this, this really short Batman guy running around. And they'll be like, hey, dude. And I'll be like, hi. You know, like <laughs> I've definitely thought about that. Yeah. That yeah. and Carrie Kelly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That would be a good one. I always forget that she's like a Robin and someone that we so recognize. wonderful. And uh, so I'm always just like, all the Robins were dudes. And it's like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Although sometimes she, she kind of like is part of the canon. And then sometimes she's not, you know, because sometimes like if you can count Dark Knight Returns, then obviously she is. But then otherwise, it's just like um dick grayson jason todd tim drake whatever damien damien what about cassandra cassandra isn't she like the the one that's like doesn't talk a lot right um i think there is she's like before damien right i think so i i think i think damien is like the most recent one 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I prefer Batman by himself. So, uh, you know, I, if I'm going to pick a Robin, oh, though. Oh, boy. I like Jason Todd. You but, like him? But as Red Hood. I, Other, otherwise, I go classic Dick Grayson. I love I love all of them. I love Jason Todd, though, obviously. I think you've heard me slut on mm-hmm. about him before. I, you almost made it sound like he, he was like, you were disgusted about it. You're like, you like Jason Todd? Well, I am, because like, he's such a he's such a <laughs> jerk. He's such a little yeah, brat. Even as Red Hood, he's kind of a brat. You well, know? because he was nearly killed by the Joker, he's got some grudge. Like, he kills people, and, he, and, and it's like, it's just kind of like, you're not my real dad, I can kill people, and Batman's like, oh gosh. Yeah, what have I done? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's when you question, it's like, you're letting children out and fight crime with you. I mean, at some point, one of them's going to get a little screwy. Yeah. You know? And it had to be um, Todd. I love him. He's my <laughs> baby boy. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? This is TM. It's returning into Batman again. What? Um, the conversation, the podcast, uh, it's turning always, back into Batman. Always turns into Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to think while well, well, I have, I'm trying to think what else I wanted to talk about. Um, you once asked me to, about directing a movie. I did. I would love to direct a movie. I just don't know how to do that or how it would happen. I feel like I'd get really stressed out and like act out in some horrible way. <clears throat> and um, <laughs> not know how to handle myself. And then like everything would fall to pieces. You know how that goes? Yeah. <clears throat> I think you asked me. When I asked you if you wanted to direct, you were like, what does a director do? I'm serious. Like, what's, yeah. what does that entail? Like, I need a, like a clean list of exactly what happens. So the short version, or to use your word, the abridged version, um, is basically you make all the creative decisions for the movie. Now, like, for example, if you wanted to, I would let you direct Pearly Gates. And you would then get to decide, like, how it happens and goes through and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, it, I mean, anything from what the people are wearing, um, how they're acting, how they say certain lines, where we put the camera, why are we putting the camera here? Uh, a close up of, you know, a wide shot, a medium shot, whatever. And then, you know, when it comes to editing, you sit there and we edit it and, you know, all that kind of stuff of figuring it out. Now, um, maybe I wouldn't give you pearly gates. I kind of wanted to, no, you yeah. take pearly gates yeah. um, yeah, I want to do it. I've been itching to like direct something. You know, I'm sure you get this um, for your own stuff where you're just like, if you if you go this long period without doing something creative, which I feel like you you keep it consistent, but obviously you would know better, but um, where you get to a point where you're like, I haven't worked on anything and it bothers the crap out of me. Um, and then that's when I end up doing something like, let me bring this back, like what we're doing here, or I did, I'm doing like a YouTube channel ow sort of ow that really hurt i like (laughs) hit my hand on the mic stand anyway just bleeding everywhere um (laughs) i'm actually missing my i'm waiting for my nail to grow back because i i like what did you do so it happened actually in the middle but because of biology you know nails grow out and eventually it like made its way up to the top it was kind of cool to watch it like move very slowly but we were you know we just redid our basement and um we were re-putting like the top parts of like the radiator on mm-hmm. and i was sliding it say in, that like, again radiator say it again radiator <laughs> the radiator <laughs> radiator 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 i like i, like... <laughs> <laughs> I think it was radiator now that not pick on you it's okay. You let me come into your house and I'm just like mercilessly dragging. It's radiator. No. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I was moving that thing and um, underneath is like 
these like metal, but like, you know, it, 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 like hard to describe, like a honeycombish kind of thing or the, something. Like, like the little metal things mm -hmm. that are all sharpie. And yeah. Like, yeah. Well, anyway, so I was pushing it down and like kind of hit my finger on it. It wasn't that bad. It barely bled or anything anyway. But uh, so that's going back. That's weird. Ow. God, I'm such a mess. A weird side story. <laughs> and, um, but as far as directing, um, I think it'd be best for you, and this is just my advice, is to either write the story, at least write the story yourself, or like have a close connection to the person who is writing it. For example... You're obviously very close friends with Devin. If she wrote a story. And oh, she then, has one. She's like, when should I, she's like, when should I send it to you? When are you free? And I was like, oh shit, girl. Right. Okay. So that would be an example of like, if it's not your own, that would work. But don't like, like, I don't think as, as even though we're friends, I feel like if I wrote a script and like handed, that's why I kind of backed out on Pearly Casey. You might look at it and be like, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to adapt this for my very first directorial debut you know i'll be like i want this but we're gonna make it extremely avant-garde and i'd be like yeah that wasn't what like, I was no thinking. i want you as you yeah that's right <laughs> you as you mm. no but it, it, it's supposed to be like a silly comedy so like if you came in we're and obviously it's up for interpretation if you took it over but yeah i think it just um having a story that you're very close to and like kind of worked on from the very beginning or as close to the beginning as you can, um, is, is best to do it. And then, you know, obviously it's a team effort. It's not like you're just like in it by yourself. So if you're just like, well, I don't know what to do here. Um, me or somebody, you know, can easily help you figure it out. Um, I'd be happy to be a producer, executive producer, or assistant director, whatever you, you yeah. want. No, I've been, I've been, um, playing with the idea of writing a script for either i don't know film or a play or something like something sh like a short something very short um mm -hmm. just to kind of get it out uh i don't know what i would quite what i would i haven't like concrete decided what it was but i was thinking i was like devony writes this friggin dan writes this i think christina meg have written one of them have written something or something i don't know meg writes um short stories um yeah. and stuff she's never written a, a script before i tried i tell her to take like adapt one of her stories, yeah. but she hasn't done it yet. And I've written short stories and long stories with my friends before. And like, we've always brainstormed and I've written comics and things like that. And mm -hmm. it's not that I've like published, not like I've written comics. I'm not like that big of a deal, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. I have these ideas and I want to do these, like, I guess short, <sighs> short art films. Cause I'm an art mm -hmm. slut and, or whatever. I don't feel like an artist, which is like so freaking hilarious. Yeah. It's like, I, I just kind of, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's one of those where it's like, um, I don't, I also still, and I've told you this before, I still don't consider myself like a photographer. And it also seems weird to say I'm a filmmaker. So like the closest I'll come is like, I'm a videographer where I like work on video stuff. But like, it, it like was, I, yesterday I, on Facebook, I had it for a while. I said videographer and photographer. But I felt like, at least with videographer, it gave the wrong impression of like what I wanted to do. Because I want it to be more like I make narrative films, maybe documentaries, something like that. Not necessarily like corporate videos. I do it. If not it, like a Chris, uh, Chris, what's his last name? I don't know. You, we were at his house and we were, we were. Oh, oh, King. King. Yes. Christopher King. Yeah, I feel like you should know that, but. I should tell him that I backed out of Hamlet because he was like, he's been bugging me about when can I come and shoot this, the, the costumes for Hamlet. And I'm like, oh. I mean, we still can with the costumes already made, but now I'm kind of like, 
I am sad. Oh, oh, God, I, I want to know what happened with that video in a second that he didn't of you in your room. He, yeah, it's um, he sent me a short. We can watch it in a second. He uh, okay. put part. He's kind of like he's not done, but he was like splicing some stuff together. Rough cut. He put like some beautiful music in the background, and I was like, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I changed it to be filmmaker and I was like, I literally stared at it for a few seconds where I'm like, is that who I am? Like, if I'm, am I going to accept oh. this role? You know? <laughs> um, because I'm like, you know, I, I follow. That's why I don't have model on my Instagram thing because people are like, oh, I want to. They're like, so are you a model? And I'm like, you tell me, buddy, like whatever you want to pay me for, I'm there. But it's like it's not in my description. So I end up confusing and probably re uh, ref not reflecting like uh yeah, I guess people don't want to, you know, are like confused. So they don't book me for a model. They're like, I guess she, mm -hmm. what did it, she, who, ah, and then they, they're gone. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, mine on that, it says photographer on my Instagram thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I, I have friends with on Facebook. I've never actually met him in person. I met a friend of his um, in person where they, they, he makes films a lot. I won't say his name, but he makes films a lot. Um, and good or bad, he's, he's putting out stuff. Um, and that's where I kind of like get a little bummed where I'm kind of like, nah, I wish I could be like making stuff. Now this dude lives in New York. So like, and he's got a lot of friends that do this stuff. So it's very easy. Proactively inspired to do. Yeah. Yeah. And like they all went, excuse me. Um, they all went to school for it. And so it, it, it's very easy for them to be like, Hey, you want to shoot this thing this weekend or whatever. Um, and so for me, it's kind of like, okay, Let's see, I've got three friends that do it, <laughs> yourself included, um, uh, myself, I, uh, you know. Um, and you don't like reusing models. <laughs> I don't like doing the same thing too much. But you only want it you as you. It's like you use, use them one Only time. you as you, that's it. Once you're done, that's it. I got you twice. Got you twice. You aren't going to count one. There was the train station and there was the one in um saffron's pond around the pond and no, pond. i count both of them they're separate they were they're separate, separate days yeah. they were days apart sweeney there was still i don't and think I, like remember when sweeney like we did that i don't think i really um understood like you had a, it was just a quick photo shoot that i didn't understand how much gravity it had when we did it and then looking back at the photos i'm like whoa like these are intense like we were in a tiny little corner but like they were so intense as a look at. I was like, you know, I had so many different like things I was throwing at you. And and looking back, I was like, holy shit, like, whoa, this is a lot. Yeah, I I, I, re I always tell this story and I recently used it um, for this phone interview I had to do like um, basically like freelance photography for a specific place. And um, they loved my portfolio. They, they were, she couldn't stop Everyone talking loves your about portfolio. It. Well, you know, it, it's still shocking when I hear it. And which I hope that feeling never goes away because it kind of keeps you humble where you're just kind of like, oh, well, it's nice to hear that. Like, yeah. instead of sitting there and be like, of course it is. Like, of course you loved it. You <laughs> know what I mean? I, I hope I never get to that point. But with this, um, she was like, yeah, I love your, 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 your uh, portfolio or whatever. It's on my website and stuff. And, um, and then I told the story I was talking because we, one of the things I'd have to film like, or photograph, um, like little theater shows they put on and stuff among many other things, but that was like one piece of it. And I was like, well, actually, um, <laughs> I've done um, like a theater thing. I didn't mention that I didn't get paid for it because I never do. Uh, I always just say like I did some marketing for them and uh, make it sound better than it was. But uh, I also don't tell them that like I 
kind of outstayed my welcome in the sense of like, I just kept coming back. Like I, I could have been there for like two or three. Like I probably could have stopped after we did that shoot. And then you guys have been like, cool, thanks. We can use these for promoter. And I just like, like, oh, here's Dan again. Like to hear, shoot more photos of me, like from below with double chins and all that stuff. And I was just like, ha, 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 like just yeah, snapping. Like, you were like fresh out of school, though. I think you really needed something to do. Like you I had was like that. four or five months out of school. Yeah, yeah, I think that was something that was just kind of like. But I didn't, I didn't even go to school for, for photography. I only had really picked it up as something other than being a tourist in the last year. Well, then this was your school. Sweeney was your school. Kind of. Yeah, kind of. So anyway, the story I, I told her was like, I was like, you know, sometimes you got to because you brought up this picture. I don't know if you've ever seen it where I had um, somebody who's like blowing glitter like this. And it was like a while ago. Anyway, they did it for graduation photos, very typical, like graduation photos and glitter and shit. <laughs> and she was like, I was telling her, I'm like, oh, you know, I had to um, I ended up being covered in glitter because I was like closer than you are and I are now with this lens and you know, to get it to work with her. And then I brought up, I was like, well, in another case was I had this guy, Chris, who was playing Sweeney Todd and he wanted to do the Patrick Bateman, like American psycho picture. And I was like, all right, dude, like the way to get that to work is you can't just be like, ah, and like open your mouth and just have nothing come out. Right. So I was like, you're going to have to yell it in my face and I'm just going to have to like accept it. And so like, again, I was about this close as we are. I don't know, what is it, two feet? And he just like, ah, and like, I'm not going to do it. But he like screamed in my face. And like, obviously it worked because it came out really well. Yeah. But like, sometimes you just have to have your face screamed in or have glitter blown in your hair so that, you know, you're picking glitter off for the, you know, the next week and you get the shot and that's all that matters. But like, I'm not saying go get mauled by a lion just to get a close up of a lion. But, you know, you do what you got to do. Make me think of clockwork. <laughs> I feel really bad for anybody involved in that. Why? Because like, because uh, I like blacked out. I was like screaming and and like choking and like and and just like yelling at oh, Cassidy. You did, the, you did the eyes yeah. thing, right? Yeah. What made you do Clockwork Orange? <sighs> well, um, this one director guy from California. He shot one of my friends before for a magazine, mm -hmm. and he kind of hit me up. We had done a shoot before because he wanted to do like a short film or something, which was cool. And then I don't know what I had posted. I put. I think I like. One of the weird things on my on my um my Instagram story, I like I was probably like pulling my eye open with my two fingers or I don't something weird. And he's like, we have to do a Clockwork Orange shoot. And my dumb self, I was like, anything for you, Sam? Like, yeah, totally. And so um so we got together and I was and then he was like, all right, let's do it this date. And I was like, oh, shit, we're actually going to do it. Mm. And I was like, I need to be in this or out of like I gotta go. And so. Um, I put together the whole the whole outfit. I, I made the cuffs, the stuff, and then it came down to it. And I was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do the eye things. I'm gonna get the. I was like, can you? I was like, can it? Is that like available to the public at all? And uh, is it? And it was. It was on eBay for like three dollars. And I was like, they're mine now. <laughs> and I got them. And I was like, you know, I've got to try them in once. And I was like, that was unpleasant, but I'll deal with it. And when I was there, and you're like literally tied up and all this stuff's happening around you and you're you're restricted it's such a different feeling and, and somebody I was else like, is putting them in yeah 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 it, it was such a different feeling it was really cool i would do 10 out of 10 would do again but like that was such a uh 
I don't know, like a, a mental, spiritual, physical, whatever you want to call it, experience that like that. <laughs> it's like it's, it's sacred to me now, like the whole story of Clockwork Orange and 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 being able to encapsulate a character and have something for that character and something for that story, because it's a story I've always I've always loved the story and and the deeper meaning of it. It's not just about the horror and like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, like there's so much. It's, it's like Fight Club and mm -hmm. it's like American Psycho. It's like all these things that are taken at face value for this this pop culture sort of a thing and a lot of really all these edgelords love it and like yes i'm an edgelord and i love it same thing i love it for its you know basic value but there's so much underneath it all as well that that tells a story and clockwork orange is one of those where it's kind of this um what is morality and and stuff i think about all the time and then you kind of read it and you delve deeper into it and you, you get confused and it's wonderful and it's it's really good this has been my ted talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i i, I get that and it's just like and throwing yourself into it, like you threw yourself into it with the blood, you're able to like throw yourself mm -hmm. into it with the glitter. Mm -hmm. It's it's this kind of um, you know that this is something that's worth it to you. Yeah, you know it. That's that's exactly right because. And even if it's not, you're just kind of like, well, why the hell not? Like, let me throw myself into the abyss. Yeah, I mean, with those, this the yelling shot with the glitter shot, whatever. It, when you look back on it, it's like it really wasn't that big of a deal. It's like he he barely yelled. It was just like a quick thing and like. It was over and then I, you know, I snapped three photos and two of them I used or whatever. Um, and the glitter one, same thing. That one, at first we were, I was a little too far away and like, you know, they weren't getting it and whatever. Hers was the best one. I, I did about four or five of these girls that wanted graduation pictures and they all ended up doing the glitter. But hers specifically came out the best night. That's why I use it because I think it just really encapsulates it. The girl that I was interviewing with thought it was water. She's like, it's water or glitter. And I was yeah. like glitter um but yeah because like who's gonna be like, like blowing <laughs> um but it was funny because i got so many outtakes of of um people going like you know like making these funny faces because you're trying to be like but you're trying to like to see pouty face but also glitter yeah you're trying to be like like look how like pretty and you know charming i am as a person but also like look at this glitter that's surrounding me and not like look like a jackass doing it and so there's like that fine line. So I, long story short, I ended up having to take a lot of pictures um, to get it. And that's the great thing about digital. Obviously, you know, I, I go back and forth with digital and film and its pros and cons and whatever. But yeah, I, I'd like to, um, once it gets a little warmer, do a um, film exclusive shoot. Um, I mentioned to you. Yeah, and it was ago. cold. It was cold. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I want to get some Port Portra 400 film, um, which is what Nat actually uses a lot. That's not Nat, but she's in that pile yeah. of pictures there. Um, which she takes, takes a lot of great photos. I follow her on Isn't she wonderful? Instagram. Yeah, I she's an interesting her. person. Um, but she, she she bounces between a couple of films, but I know she did Portra at one point. We were talking about it. Are you want to know something awful? I just bought some, um, some uh, Project uh, Impossible polaroid oh yeah you mm -hmm. bought a polaroid camera i don't have the camera i've had it for ages but i just bought some uh you know i just went to urban outfitters and wasted 26 dollars on for eight color pictures that's a lot for 26 dollars. i mean that, i mean 26 dollars is a lot for eight pictures yeah but like i'd be paying 20 dollars on amazon or whatever because like i remember when i was a kid looking it up when project impossible had like you know kind of first come out and i was like i want this but money and then and then Chris started talking about Crucible, how we're going to be using 
Polaroid and we're going to be using my Polaroid camera on stage. And I was like, why can't I like play with it a little bit before like we actually do anything? I was like, now is the time. And I was like, I don't have a job, but I can totally like spend money on this. Not so. Also, like, I I think I was with Andrew at that time uh, during that day and I bought it and I was like, I want this. And I kind of bought it and I was just kind of like, this is such a dumb idea. This this guy's loaded. I'm kind of like, why did I just do that? And he's like, it made you happy, BB. And I was like, you don't understand. <gasps> um, so that was good. So, yeah, but like, sorry, Project Film, Impossible, the Polaroid, Crucible, spoilers, there's going to be a Polaroid camera. But please continue. Well, I was just going to say, um, I understand about, about um, film because, you know, Portra, for example, is 750 almost a roll for 36 pictures and then that's just for the roll like just the take the is that pictures. money yeah seven hundred fifty dollars seven dollars and fifty cents oh my gosh fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, I, there was no way i would yeah there's no way in hell that i would pay 750 dollars for one roll of that'd film. be like a tin type or a uh or daguerreotype it, it would have to like take the picture itself and like be able to process itself, like it have to be doing a lot more than just be a roll of film for seven hundred fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless, but it's then another eleven and change, eleven dollars. I have to be clear now mm-hmm. um, to send it out to a place called the Dark Room, which I love. They do fantastic work, um, and then they process it. They scan my negatives. They send, and then they send the negatives back to me. Um, so each roll comes to like now, especially if I use Portra is like $22, you know? So what I've decided is I'm going to try to use um, my film camera for more portrait-related things, headshots, things like that, and then the digital camera, because I got a, like a cool satchel now, so I'm like <laughs> sophisticated now. So <laughs> one pocket has like the digital camera and, you know, the film camera, my other lens and whatever. Um, the digital camera would be kind of like the boring touristy shit mm-hmm. that i would get like kind of what i'm going to call the in-between shots or even like action stuff yeah, yeah yeah just like literally anything that doesn't involve a person so like if i go to a touristy place and i'm in a museum or something and i'm like that's a cool object or whatever i'll take a picture with the digital camera but then like if i see you know we're by this cool place or something and i'm with somebody i'll be like here i'll take a picture and like and like for example i'm going down to um with Meg and Christine, and I'm sure you can go if you'd like, uh, to Washington, D.C. on the 24th (laughs) of March. Um, Uh, I have a shoot that day. I'm literally booked, like, solid through a lot of the weekends of March, and I'm like... Well, that's good. It's good and everything, but, like, when am I going to get paid, you know? And that goes, like... Mm -hmm. Also, I need to finish up the stupid costumes. I feel like this is the problem during Sweeney, too, is, like, everybody's like, oh, let's go do stuff. And I'm like, yeah, let's go do stuff. And then I was like, okay, I've cut out most of the pro- the costumes for Hamlet, so I'm, I'm free to do stuff now. And now I'm kind of like, no, bitch, you aren't. Like, <laughs> you're really dumb. And then I freak out about it. But I don't know. I don't know how it got done during Sweeney. I think it, I really burnt out. And then by the time I got all the costumes done, I was like, I don't want to touch them again. So that's why I blew up at Craig when he was like, hey, fix this last minute. And I was like, No! <laughs> Um, but yeah, I continue. Sorry, I keep bringing it back to Sweeney. I don't. I gotta talk about it. I don't know why. Just get it all out. I can't. It's gonna yeah. just continue. It doesn't stop. It just comes out in little pieces forever. Uh, it really like a terrible afterbirth. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yummy. That's a gross description. But um, anyway, um, they're doing a. It's called March for Our Lives, and uh, I'm gonna go down there. What, what, is, it, what, is, what is it for? 
Um, I think it's based around the Parkland shooting, gun control, all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Um, the one I went to previously <laughs> was in September. Sorry, I forgot you went to Stevenson University. So all of a sudden I say Stevenson, you, yes. Dan. I'm like, what? Studio assistant or student ambassador, rather, and orientational welcome leader, which oh. are essentially the same job. This one was just over the summer. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Um, and the first one I went to was, yeah, the March for Racial Equality. Uh, that was in September. Wow, that was already four or five months ago. It's crazy how that time works. Um, anyway, um, I'm going to go down there and uh, take some more photos and uh, should be cool. I know Meg's going to be like, well, aren't you supporting this stuff? Like if you're coming down, I'm like, of course I am. But, you know, I'm not, it's just not in my DNA. Do you to not support the, what, huh? She was, she was kind of, she was pretty much joking, but saying that like, you know, basically if you're not support you're not protesting or whatever you're against it it's kind of like going I, down there as a neutral just like i'm here to take pictures that's like being on the you're other documenting side. it right and, and it, i think in a way and you're not documenting it in a, like a negative or a positive way i think that mm -hmm. you're documenting it because it's an important thing in history which means that you are in a way yeah i think that you're not like protesting it i think you're kind of like yeah being there i feel like should be Showing them support because I could easily be like, fuck that thing. I'm not going to that. Yeah. Like, I feel like you're supporting. I feel like if you're there and you're marching. You have a camera like, yeah, you're documenting and you're support. I mean, I that's I don't know. Maybe that's just how I feel. But yeah, no. And that's how I feel, too. And I know she was just like kind of it was just like a joke of kind of like, because you know, we we differ on some things. We agree on a lot of things. But she she's very liberal and I'm kind of like middle of the road kind yeah. of thing. So um, but we still get along and everything. So it's just like a couple times where we're, we're kind of like you know a little on on difference but um anyway i'm going down there i totally obviously support some you know, like change to our gun laws and things like that yeah. to an extent obviously i don't be i don't want to be like they should be taken away i you know that's a whole number conversation but i want to go down there for the same reasons you just kind of said and um this year or this time versus what i did last time i want to try to get more into the crowd where last time i was kind of like running around i literally took off running at a few points um, which would be harder with that big bag now um took off running and i was trying to get to the front thinking like let me get the front guys of like you know holding the banners and stuff which oh god excuse me um <laughs> gross um it, it came out good you know some of them but i like to be mixed in the crowd a little bit more and i also want to try to take more um, pictures of like people with their signs and stuff like that. Basically, I've got to, um, for lack of a better phrase, grow some some balls and um, just be like, one, either just take the picture and accept it because they have to know people are taking their picture, like big deal. Um, or two, just ask, you know, be like, hey, can I take a picture? And that's where I think the film camera would be really cool. Because mm -hmm. I can be like, oh, I'll take a digital picture and then just have the film one ready as well. So I, I have this feeling I'm going to end up carrying this big bag and then like two cameras on me and just like running around. I'm going to look like a Vietnam soldier or something here. You know, like a wild tourist. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's what she was accusing you of, of being a tourist instead of like being there to support everything, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I you know, I didn't take much offense to it. Um, I'm eating chocolate. You want some? No, I'm okay. But thank you. I, I much prefer this really stale gum. I just realized we took a that short little break and I mm -hmm. totally could have threw this out. And now I'm just like, nah, nah, just stuck here, like <laughs> gnawing on death. I mean, I'll just chat into the thing if you need to go like throw it away. 
You're just going to like speak words into it? No. I'll count or something. I don't know. No, it's okay. Keep it going. I just keep moving it around my mouth and trying not to chew it. Um, Sounds fun. Yeah, but... You want like a piece of paper to put it in? No, it's really okay. No, seriously, I have one. It has my name on it. There you go. Make sure they hear it. Beautiful. R.I.P. Do you want this back? No, I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> it was a souvenir. Um, no, your souvenirs are those pictures. Well, <laughs> just your one picture. Unless, you re you're, unless you're going to be that person that just keeps them all. And then you'd be like, yeah, I gave them to him. Yeah. Um, I'll forget for a little bit, then I'll give it to them. That's fine. Let them get buried in all, buried in all of your uh, costumes yeah. and stuff. <laughs> you know how bad it was during Sweeney? It's like twice as bad right now. Because I just have all this fabric everywhere and a gigantic box of flowers. And it's like... Hmm. Are they, anyway, sorry. No, I was just... Are they going with like conventional Hamlet costumes, like Shakespearean costumes? Or is it a little more like modernized? It's not modernized, but it's a little bit like the Elizabethan Shakespearean costumes, but then um, kind of avant-garde. And I had the whole cast, like, I'm just going to get sad. Um, I like the whole cast. Um, it, it, everybody's costume was going to be a certain way. It's going to be very stylized, very Heather. And uh, now I'm going <laughs> to do what I can. And, um, and that's that. Mm -hmm. Well, we won't, we won't talk about it longer than that. Um, yeah, single, single woman tear. <laughs> that threw me off so much before when you said it. I was just like, what? like you're just like quiet for a second, and all of a sudden you just pop up singing that song, and I was like, uh, it's what, what another it's what the I am saying magazine guy does. Whenever anything happens, he just like starts singing that, and I've now caught on to it. The same way that I've caught on to Christine and Meg's way of, you know how it is, that thing that they do, or mm -hmm. yeah. So now I've caught on to that. And there's that there's that old thing of like you hang out with somebody long enough, you start to pick up things. Absolutely. I, I If I hang out with them for a while, like like a good couple of hours, there will be subtle things that I'll pick up and like it'll go away, you know, but like um, there's times where I've caught myself almost saying, you know, how they'll say like joking and like, I might as well just go kill myself, you know, something yeah. like that. And I'll be like, and then like I'm about to say, I'm like, don't say it. That's not you. And like give myself a little smash <laughs> or something. Find um, your own self-deprecating self catchphrase. Right. No? And it's like, like, also, I'm not that person. So, you know, I don't have those thoughts, I guess. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just one of those like creature of habits and, you know, a friend mm -hmm. of mine, um, I guess we're celebrating five years of friendship today on fa according to Facebook. Oh, yay. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we used to hang out obviously a lot at school and stuff and she picked up, I, I, I do two like this, like baseball two or like rock on kind of right. So like one and two, you know, not like I won't, if I'm counting, I will, I'll just do one, two. I don't just go like one and then jump to two, but like, <laughs> double horn. If I'm just kind of like, oh, I need two of those. Sometimes I'll just do like the devil horns. Yeah. <laughs> so she used to, she picked it up. She said that one day she was talking to her dad and like she said something where oh, I need I know, two of them. And she like caught herself and was like, what the hell? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's just what happens. You, you, you like and it's not like necessarily a one way street. You know, mm -hmm. it happens where like you pick up stuff of theirs and they pick up stuff of yours. And and then hopefully if like if it works and you don't get annoyed by each other by it then that's how you know like you guys are meant to be friends or more than friends or whatever it is um but yeah it's just like it's a crazy thing that like hum how humans work that way where we, we become like creatures of observation and habit and whatever pack animals we pack bond with each other we really do mm. Mm. you know let me see what time we're at okay so since the break, this has been 56 minutes. 
Wait, that's a lie? We just no. had a break. Yeah, we did 56. And then since that break, we've done 56 minutes. That means the first part of it is at least an hour. So it's like two hours. I guess bye if anybody's still listening, you know, like if anyone is still the only person that's going to listen to this whole thing is me because I sometimes <laughs> listen to them back because I'd like to hear, you know, because, like, you know, when you're speaking to somebody like obviously I'm, Maybe when I'm driving, I'll listen, you know? Yeah. Well, it probably won't be up till like tomorrow. Um, I'll try to share. You're like the fastest person to get work up, by the way, that I've ever met in my life. I don't like to have it sit. Good. It bothers me. It really, it really bothers me. Like I'll, um. I'll tell you, so like with the, with the, the, the shoot in DC, I'm going to go to, um, we get back, um, it's like 12 to three, but obviously it's like a four hour drive down and then four hour drive back or so obviously DC areas. Horrible you guys aren't going to stay? No. Um, because they have to be back for rehearsal on Sunday. Um, and, uh, huh, um, what? Huh? Huh? What about? Oh, never mind. It's like okay. that's more me saying like awkward, just like huh. Mm. Oh, um, he saw like the fifteen emotions that happened on my face. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're gonna drive back Sunday. I'm hoping Meg drives, but um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm kind of hoping. But uh, anyway, so when I get back, it's probably gonna be late in the evening. So maybe I'll start, you know, sifting through the pictures. I'm, I, I want to try to beat my record last time. I only took like twelve hundred pictures, which. To some people it's a lot, but to me it's not because I'm like, I could hold 3000 on a card and I have like six cards. Why am I not filling these up? Mm. Um, even though I, I haven't posted nearly the amount of pictures I took from the first shoot, but whatever, I like to have them. So I ended up taking Sunday off as well from work, not just Saturday. I was originally just going to do Saturday because I'm like, Sundays I start, I get up at 4 a.m. I start at 5 a.m. Yes. Um, that's at Best Buy, we do price changes and stuff like that. We got to do it before the store opens at 10 and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've gotten used to it, I guess, a little bit. But I don't think you ever fully get used to waking up at 4 a.m. and having to go to work at 5 on a Sunday. It's shitty, but whatever. Um, so I ended up taking a while. But now I know that, like, had I had to go to work and we came back on Saturday, that entire time I was at work, I'd just be like... I need to work on the pictures. I need to work on the pictures. You know what I mean? Like it would just be like eating at me. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very, very real for you. Yeah. I mean, I just take it serious in that sense. Um, especially with a project, like if it's a project I care about, you know, I've done pro plenty of projects where I've like done it because I needed to get it done, you know? Um, and sometimes I've progressed on those, but like pictures um, and shoots and, or video, like whatever. I, it's like, I have to get it done. So, so I'll probably stay up late Saturday night as late as I possibly can until I'm literally just like dozing off the computer, just sifting through pictures, maybe even starting to edit some if I get through all of them. For all um, those listening, you can do a shoot with Dan, with Dan Whitehead Photography. <laughs> and by the time you get home, your pictures will have already been sent to you, edited and sorted out five hours previous to your shoot time. So just know that. Yeah, well, I yeah, I try, I try. It, it, again, it, even if I can't show or send you like every picture, I'm gonna at least try to send you like a couple that I knew like in my brain where I'm like, oh, this is a good one. I'm excited to edit it or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I've definitely done that before, where I've like sent you like three or four. Um, sometimes it's it's to get opinions of like 
this is like this is what I was thinking. Was this what you were thinking? And sometimes it's kind of like it's not changing. So here it is. Um, <laughs> um, you know, but uh, there's been plenty of times though where I've gone and I've looked at these pictures and I go, oh, that looks like shit. I need to re-edit it. But and sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Um, for example, um, did you see my post about um, Luis Mendez at all? Does that sound familiar to you at all? No. Okay, I'll pretend like no. Um, you might have and then not even realized it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's okay. Right. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Um, no, just kidding. I don't. I don't. Um, I'm not bitter. That's another Megan Christine Salty. thing. Yeah, I'm not bitter. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to see them again. I've wanted to like invite them over because Amy and I are going to sit down and watch Repo together tonight if, you know, the, the snow doesn't kill her. Mm. And um, it's Tuesday, right? Yeah, it Tuesday. is. Yeah, I was like, we want to go, we want to watch Repo together. And it's like, I kind of wanted to invite the entire cast of like everybody. And I was like, but that would be weird because then everybody would ask me, why would I leave Hamlet? And I don't know. But it's like, I wanted to like hang out with Christine and Meg during the birthday. And I was like, I really miss them. Like, this was really fun. The charming people. They're wonderful. But, um, what was I even talking about? Oh, what you were going to do, um, photos when they get done, um, after, um, yeah. Uh, oh, after like work and stuff. Hi. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I have short term memory loss sometimes. Where I'm just like, I genuinely do not know what I was thinking. Like, do not remember what I was talking about. Um, so you can oh, retroactively go back. You know? Yeah, like <laughs> just rewind. It. Um, I don't. I'd have to stop it, and it's not a big deal. But yeah, so I, I just work on them quickly because. Um, I, I don't, yeah, I don't like to have them sit there. And also I like to get them out and share it with the world. And, uh, okay. I just thought I saw a bug in the room. That's why I was like, huh? Just. You're getting your crazies on. I know. I guess so. I mean, I've been in this room too long, I guess. You the, could, you could have a, a short film about being in this room too long. I probably could, but I wouldn't act in it. I'd get somebody else. You would. That's the point. I did have to act. I remember what I was going to tell you now. Because I remember about a posting thing. Louis Mendez. Ah, yeah. Yes, yes, Hello. yes. Okay, so back in September, I think before I met the fine people of Sweeney Todd, um, like yourself, um, I went to New York on the day before my birthday, and I was getting my 50 millimeter lens, which is like my favorite thing I've ever bought. Um, and I use it all the time. And, uh, anyway, I kind of wish now, like looking back, I was just like, I should have just bought this 50 and I would have saved like 1200 bucks, not buying the kit lens, but it's nice to have a zoom lens anyway. So I was outside the store. I just bought the lens and I was like putting it on. And the, I think the very first picture, if not the first portrait I've took was of this man who I later found out was named Louis Mendez. And he, he had, it was a, he's an African-American man. Um, and he has this big, um, large format camera. I can't remember the exact brand or whatever, but he's holding it and he's standing outside the B and H store, which is, you know what it is, camera store, audio, whatever, professional audio and all that stuff store. And it's like Mecca for like filmmakers and photograph photographers and blah, blah, blah. Same with your craft, your, uh, fabric store. It's kind of like that. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, so I'm there and, and, um, and I was like talking to him a little bit. And then I was like, hey, do you mind if I just take your picture? Because it was cool. He had like kind of like a suit on and this hat and uh, like a 
like a cowboy hat, but it was like folded up on one side. It kind of looked like a, an event. He just like looked like an adventurer or like he, he had some stories, you know? And, uh, so I was like, he's like, yeah, sure. You know, no problem. And he stands there with his big, like, and, um, again, I, I didn't get his name this time like that when I talked to him his photo whatever and i was like all right cool and he's like, and then he was talking to me about like oh would you be able to print it out like right here and now and i was like no like where am i supposed to print it out kind of thing and he's like oh you what you got to do is you got to get yourself like a like a little printer like a portable printer that you can print out like little four by sixes and you can take pictures of people and then you know sell them or whatever oh and so i'm <sighs> and i'm thinking i'm like uh in my head i'm like Oh yeah, you know, I said to him, Oh yeah, definitely, whatever, I'll look into it. And then I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, this dude just works for B and H. You know, he probably just stands out here with an old camera so people like get attracted to be like, ooh, cool old thing. And then he just sits there and sells, you know, printers or sells stuff for B and H or whatever. So I just kind of was like, all right, it's a cool portrait and like, you know, have a good day, whatever. Fast forward, and I I posted it a while ago and I posted my New York pictures of just kind of like here they are and stuff. Um but then yeah, fast forward to you looking for something? My phone. I want to see it. Oh, okay. Aha! If not, I was gonna say I can show you my phone. Um, it's within the last few pictures. You'll see it, like in the last. Is this on Dan Whitehead or um, head of state? <laughs> my uh, photography one. Um, don't tell people my personal Instagram. I didn't say that. I'm just kidding. I'll just bleep it out. No. Um, I don't really care. It's fine. This this beautiful creature. Yeah. yeah. So that's a re-edit, though. I, I tweaked it a little bit. It was always black and white, but I just fixed it a little bit to play more with the blacks and the whites and the color, or not colors, the shadows and stuff. But anyway, he, I found out in this video, somebody shared of like cool people of New York or, or something like that. It was he, for like the last like 30 years or something like that, goes around with this large format camera all over New York City and takes pictures of people. And it's... um. The camera was like a, almost like a Polaroid where it's like kind of like an instant film or whatever. And he sits there and, you know, he shakes it and, you know, and he, people can tip him to take a picture or whatever. And again, it's the thing with the big light bulb and you see it in the picture. Um, and so like he has this whole story around him that I just didn't know. Like, I, again, I was just kind of like, oh, he works for B&H, whatever. And it was just so cool. And I had to repost it and like kind of give a little spiel about it um, to see that like. Does he have an Instagram? Did you tag him? I did, but he doesn't really use it that much um sometimes but anyway Los mendez the great am yeah. i the meanest mendez am i the prettiest mendez am i the baddest mofo low down around this town mendez <laughs> what a dude yeah and it turned out like somebody who graduated a year before me in my program knew him via an uncle who works with him or something like that and i was just still like that fact aside it was just so like I wish I talked to him about it and it kind of goes into something I made a YouTube video about where I'm kind of like, sometimes it, it's nice to like talk to somebody for a few minutes and get a little bit of their spiel or their story and then be like, can I take your picture? Um, <laughs> you still got to get the picture out of it, you know? But um, yeah, so it was just really cool. So I like reposted it and now it has like a, a newer meaning to it, which is kind of cool. Instead of just being like, Oh, some guy in New York, I took a picture. Yeah. He was the only one I asked everybody else. I just kind of, slyly took pictures of and they you can tell i hate when people do that shit i, I was at the well i think i think no i don't hate it like that i hate it like um what about either like a convention or at a fashion shoot like not shoot but like a show and like at the fashion show we're behind the scenes and like i'm okay we're on the i'm not trying to sound like that guy but like we're behind the scenes 
Like, I'm friggin', you know, I've got to change, like, naked, like, bust it on out, you know, like, dick full out, tits to the wind. And, like, there's this guy running around with a camera taking all these pictures, and I'm like, you, I will destroy you. I, will, I want to cut off your genitals and make you eat them. Like, can you stop taking... They're, like, underage girls as models here. Like, can you not, like, be back here taking pictures? And, like, he's a... Apparently, he's a guy you can trust. He's not going to take pictures like that. But, like, how the hell am I supposed to know that? Like, sure. I'm just, like, I'm sitting here trying to, like, recover from January when there was, like, a guy that I got into, like, that, like, started screaming at me because I told him to stop taking upskirts. And I was, like, no upskirts. And he's, like, ah! you know, I was, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I can never speak my mind in front of a photographer ever again because then I'll get eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, like, that. And then um, at conventions, there's, like, people with their fucking GoPros and stuff. Like, people with their inane little pieces of shit. And they're just like, people won't even ask. They'll put like a camera in your face and take a picture. Or they'll like follow you through a crowd and like have it on your ass or take a picture of you. And you're just like, I'm done. If it's a you know, photographer on the streets of New York, darling, that's why I dressed up, you know? Like, go ahead, take a picture of me. I look great today. You know, but like, I'm at a convention and it's like, yes, I look great and all. But like, there's too many people that abuse that shit at conventions. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, don't stop gripping my my butt. Like, if just, just like just ask <laughs> <laughs> well the obviously the the gripping of butts is inappropriate but as far as the pictures the only defense i have for that is they try to put signs up that say your picture will be taken but like i think they more or less mean like you're gonna if you're in the background obviously oh, yeah. you know like but it's just like like if i'm like trying to like do something and it's just all of a sudden it's in your face you're like two seconds warning my dude yeah i mean i i definitely i I understand because i i you know even though i'm someone who does it where i like sneak pictures sometimes i like to know like if somebody tries to get a picture of me or takes not that it happens that often but when it does i'm like i want to talk to them because i like what are you doing with that picture you know and so i'm trying to get better at it from a photographer's perspective of like hey dude or person can i take your picture and this is where it's going to be here's a card here's a way you can find it or whatever um the only thing is <laughs> you have to make if you talk to them and you then you take a picture and then you say here's where you find it you have to go with it you know what i mean like you can't just be like later on be like nah, this is not that good and not use it like they're expecting just say it. just say like this is my um this is my website you don't just say you're putting it up anyway you just be like this is my website where i put my gallery you don't yeah. say you're gonna show up in it just this is my gallery yeah i mean or i could if it really came down to it and i got their contact information i could just like text or email it to them and be like here it is and then like doesn't mean i have to use it you know um because with the with the website and with instagram i'm very exclusive like i pick and choose especially the website because it only you know you can only pick like 24 you know i mean i'm not gonna put like a hundred and something pictures like Flickr has like 300 and something pictures my website has like 25 um but yeah it so it's it's challenging sometimes it's but it's oftentimes it can be worth it if you can just be like listen let me take do you mind if i take your picture i think your costume or the way you're dressed whatever is really cool or you know I yeah, literally anytime anybody asks, I'm like, that's cool. But if I'm like backstage and I'm changing and like, you know, I'm busting it open. I'm like, maybe, maybe like stay, maybe like don't even like put your eyes on me. You know, like <laughs> there's no place to change. Yeah. This is the literal changing room. Right. Just a big open room or something. Yeah. yeah it's just kind of like, I don't need that to be happening when it's just kind of like, I don't, you know, some content of me I don't want on the internet. The content being, you know, probably my private bits. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, that's fair, fair. Yeah. You know. And it's fair. <laughs> um, last thing, and then I'll let you go. Um, you you talked about the 
fashion show, I guess, that you did? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wanted to know, one, how you got into doing that, that show specifically, and also what that was like, because I know obviously you make costumes, you do shoots and stuff like that, but walking down a runway trying not to trip is a very different Oh, you sell those thing. shoes? I think so. Oh, yeah. They, I saw don't, have, any, they don't have a heel. Any picture you post, I see, so... I forget sometimes that people actually see my stuff and I'm like, you saw that? And it <laughs> blows me away that anybody's looking at me. Well, it's like um, you have followers and those followers see it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. Like, How that works. Oh, yeah. man. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I got into that because, um, once again, Kristen Costa, and I'm obsessed with her and I've been obsessed with her forever. And, you know, for a couple of years, I kind of tried to chase her down. But she's, you know, she's hard to get in contact with. She's busy. She's got a lot going on, you know. Whatever, whatever it may be. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when um she did Apothecary, she was like, so you do makeup. And we had done a previous shoot and other previous shoots. We did work together quite a few times. And she's like, let's go do, we're, do we did a gallery showing that year. So it wasn't like a fashion show, so much as like a gallery showing of the fat, mm-hmm. whatever. But I still had to do all the makeup and hair. And it was, like, super cool. And I loved it. It was amazing. Um, And so when Magdalene came along, I was like, she was like, okay, you're going to be, you know, the makeup person. And you're also going to model and you're going to walk down the runway. So this is like my first year, like walking down the runway. Um, I botched it, you know, within an inch of its life, but that's okay. It's fine. But like, it's so flattering to be able to like work with people that you love and respect, but also they respect you in return and they treat you right. Cause like, I know that I've done a lot of stuff for people where like, I'll, you know, I'll basically let myself be all completely walk it all over because I don't, I don't know you know what I mean? I'm a friggin' doormat half the time, which is bad. And then other times I'm just a brat. So um but like i'll be like i need to have this experience and i need to do this so i will go through with this um but this it's it's very different because like we're in the same place like she supported me so much um so yeah i got into that because she's like all right we're doing makeup it's an extremely important show to me um this is the concepts and i trust you with your artistic eye to do this because like we were working on such a you know kind of like guess i don't wanna, like i feel like it's it's too flattering out to myself like i'm trying to like talk myself up that like you know i'm on the same i'm not on the same level as Kristen. however like you know i had she had this concept and she trusted me with it which was extremely flattering um being able to do that with her and it was so much fun so and then like walking down the runway doing that and so there are stairs which is like a huge no-no because you're not supposed to look down as a model but also mm-hmm. the heels i was wearing did not have heels they're the heelless heels they're like the you have this much square inches to walk on and you are eight feet and eight feet eight inches in the air mm-hmm. go um and then i i couldn't get on the rhythm and it was you have like you have one you have one chance that's it you blow it that's it i didn't have my i had my glasses i couldn't see what the other models were doing and i was like oh boy like what are we supposed to be doing like i don't know however it worked i did my little thing on the runway then a little turn one right back kind of botched it a little bit but it was like you know it was a learning experience and it wasn't mm-hmm. like i was doing like mercedes-benz or something it was something that was a little bit it was for charity it was a you know smaller show but it was still like a huge moment for me it was wonderful yeah it looked like you guys had a lot of fun and those costumes were quite out there i had you know it's it's funny with like sometimes where you see things that they do on the runway and it's like when isn't anyone ever going to wear that like you know like they'll have these like you kind of have this elaborate i want to call it like a peacock um (laughs) thing going on or whatever but you know or I'm Victoria's Secret one that makes sense because people wear undergarments and stuff. But then you see, like the wings don't make sense. No, the wings don't. But but they're also Kristen. Kristen made the wings. Oh really? Yeah, she used to make the wings for Victoria's Secret Angels. That's cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah, I thought so. Um, but yeah, I've seen like 
New York Fashion Week or something. And people come out with these outfits where I'm like, no one is going to wear that on the street. That's called couture. What does that mean? Couture basically means that it's a um, it's a more costumey, uh, elaborate. Um, it's not ready to wear. Ready to wear is like stuff that humans can wear. Mm-hmm. Couture is like weird crap no one can wear. Right, but basically. it's just to look nice or like for show. Uh, for show, for concepts that an artist might have, for um, pieces that are so elaborate and out there and and have so much work put onto them. Like her pieces, obviously, are to bring forth the concept of Magdalene. It's not a ready-to-wear Magdalene. Ready-to-wear Magdalene might be like a little bit different. You know, you'd have maybe some jeans or some leather jackets. There's an inside joke with that, but we'll get into that later. And, um, you know, and so what hers was like this very conceptual thing if she wanted to have this this saint in the flesh. And how mm. would that be personified as a regular woman every day? Um, you know, these these strong women that have gone through so much and strength through vulnerability. So she had these spikes, but also like the tears. So there was... A lot of layers to that show. So hers was more of a katori type of a thing rather gotcha. than ready to wear. That makes sense. Because I, I always, yeah, I see them and I'm like, nobody wears that. Like, why would anybody do that? But that's yeah. not you as you. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to have to put this because we keep bringing it up. You as you. I'll put it in the in the description. Yeah. Because your, your name will just be the episode title, but then the description will just be you as you. If I ever then, get famous, I'm changing my name. Whoops. To you as you. Sure. Why not? Why? What were you going to I change? hate my name. You're like, because I'm thinking, I'm just, I'm like, sorry, I was, just, I, was, I was like visualizing like my name and then you as you. And I was like, those are the two phrases I never want to get <laughs> in my life. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting when people say that because like, I guess this will be the last thing we keep adding things. But, um, uh, you know, like you're obviously born and then somebody else picks your name. Like you don't even get to choose your name. Obviously. There's ways you could go about changing it when you're in certain age and stuff like that. But for at least the first good chunk of your life, almost quarter of your life, you have to live with a name that maybe you do like mm-hmm. and maybe you don't. I don't know. I happen to, I, I think my name is fine. Like It's you as you. It's you. It's me as me. Yeah. Um, but I, like, I wouldn't change it. But like, you know, I've thought about where I'm like, these names are better, you know, or cool yeah, yeah, or, yeah. you know what I mean? But like, so just interesting where you know, you live with a name that somebody else picks for. And it's, it can be, I'm sure I, I, obviously I don't have this problem, but it can be a challenge. I'm sure sometimes when you're like a junior or a third or a fourth or whatever, and you probably feel like a sense of like, you kind of have to live up to that name, mm-hmm. you know, where um, it's like, well, the senior or the other, the original was really cool or, you know, whatever. And now I kind of have to fill those shoes or, they were really horrible and you want to be like better than that person. There's, there's, there's just like a sense of like, you have to, yeah, you have to, you have to, um, honor the name or be better than the name or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of crazy, but. uh, Bye. (laughs) I was going to say, we we could keep going and and going on and on, but I I doubt anybody's even listening this far. Um, and if they are just the two of us, it's just the two. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you'll listen to it in the car driving somewhere. Um, it'll take you like four trips just to finish it. You'll have to keep pausing it and playing it. Um, and then I'll, I'll listen to it at work because we're allowed to listen to music until the store opens or whatever we can put in our headphones. Mm -hmm. And, uh, my buddy Russ will listen to it too. He might be on one of these episodes. Hi, Russ. This one's for you. There you go. He he uh, he always bounces ideas on me, off of me, and I him and he likes this stuff. He's subscribed to my YouTube channel. He's really into this. Like, Aww. yeah, he he's cool. 
Um, he's from Texas. Texas. But uh, anyway, yeah, he'll we'll see. But I appreciate you coming on. Oh, thank you. Thanks for yeah. having me. You're yeah. very welcome. I it's it's uh I don't like this part where you're just like oh thank you and you have to like pretend, you know that I'm actually like leaving the room or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, like no. thanks for coming on. You're like thanks for having me. You know, obviously I'm sure it's genuine. Where it is. Yeah, but I'm sure there's some cases where like. You know, celebrities and stuff like that. They're just doing it for like obligation. You're like, oh yeah, thanks for having me. It was a great time. You know, all this stuff. And then they just get off there and like, bye. And like, just leave. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's why I like to sometimes. And I didn't this time, but I said sometimes I'll just like hit the record button and just let it roll. And then like, it could have been like as we sat down and whatever. But right off the bat, you were just like, so did you hear why I quit Hamlet? I was just like. Okay, I guess it's good. Uh, I didn't start recording. Yeah, but. I was. Remember that one time you were recording in the car, and I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, 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 I did. I ended up deleting. I didn't. I listened to it back, and it actually didn't sound horrible for being in a car. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "What am I going to do with this?" And so I just deleted it. <laughs> but it was kind of cool. So. Bye. Bye. <laughs>